Welcome to Rainy TV, an ETV series and podcast focused on helping you live a lifestyle of emancipation, authority, and dominion. Demystifying spiritual warfare, deliverance, and the supernatural, giving you revelation from the kingdom perspective. When the Lord first called me, he told me there was need for me in the kingdom. I was a little taken back because I was not a Bible school graduate like my eldest sister. In fact, I dropped out of Bible school. I was doing very well in the course, but I just I just dropped it. I was just a girl who loved the Lord and honored men and women of God. However, all of my life, I've been around the deliverance and spiritual warfare ministry. I remember being in deliverance services, getting violent deliverance on myself, attending healing crusades and being a part of churches and ministries with emphasis on deliverance. So at a very young age, this was embedded in me and who I was. In fact, all of my family, when we were younger, we would have sleepovers with friends, but we weren't doing what other girls were doing, staying up talking about boys or doing makeup and hair. Oh, no, no, no. We were casting out devils out of one another that manifested in our midst. From very young, I knew that I was set apart for a work of the Lord. I just didn't know how he was going to use me. This was so part of my everyday, I thought that everyone actually functioned the same way. I actually saw that this wasn't the case. In fact, I began to think that my parents were so weird doing the most because no other churches were doing deliverance or anything supernatural for that matter at their services. Unbeknownst to me, I had no idea the Lord was actually imparting into me what he would later require of me in the kingdom. Being around the Ministry of Deliverance and Spiritual Warfare, I understand that the Ministry of Deliverance is not reserved for a select few, but for all who believe and lay hold of it. Healing and deliverance are the children's bread. Meaning, if you are a child of God, saved, redeemed by the blood of Christ, deliverance is made available for you. Bread is a staple food in one of our food groups for daily sustenance. Deliverance and healing are part of a believer's regular diet and can be redeemed on demand at any time at your disposal whenever it's needed. There's no need to beg for it or pay for it. It's already been paid for by Christ who died. We have to understand that it's a part of our inheritance. It's, it's our right, our by birthright, we have access to deliverance and healing. But as it is, as we know, deliverance and spiritual warfare are not really dialogues that you hear about openly in churches or amongst believers or in families or societies at large. It's not God's desire for anyone to perish. He desires for us to be reconciled with him. God allowed his son to die for the sake of love. Have you ever been in love with someone? I'm sure we all have been there. And you know that feeling, that overwhelming feeling that you have that you would do anything for that person? You'd do anything for that love? I happen to be someone that loves hard. I love deeply. I love very intensely. Um, almost I would say I love dangerously. I would do anything for the person that I love. 
if I love you, I just love you. If I'm in love with you, I'm just in love with you. That's just me. I'm, I love hard. And, and I'm reminded of the Father's love. It's a relentless love. He loves hard. He loves intently. He loves dangerously. So much so that he gave his son to die. That love is powerful. And if we understand that love is the foundation of deliverance and spiritual warfare and healing, we would be more open to receiving the love of the Father. And it's less about or the art of warfare, although that's important, but the foundation is love. Doing spiritual warfare and deliverance um, skillfully is very important. After all, in the Bible, in Psalms, it says, he will teach our hands to war and our fingers to fight. So it's very, very important. We're not going to take away from that at all. Love is a powerful force. And when it's the foundation of deliverance, from that propels one going from being delivered to actual walking in dominion. The Lord wants to show his beloved father and his love and through the, the ministry of deliverance. And it should not be a hidden thing or a secret thing in churches. When I accept the love of my father, and I embrace that. I understand that because of the love that he has for me, that's why I will be free. It changes It changes the spiritual warfare. It changes the, the deliverance. It's less about works and more about the love of the Father. I've been personally doing some study, falling in love again with the book of Ephesians. And right now I'm in chapter two and I do want to share it with you today. I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Version. It's a long one, but it's very good. And you, he made alive when you were spiritually dead and separated from him because of your transgressions and sins in which you once walked. You were following the ways of the world, influenced by this present age in accordance with the prince of the power of the air, Satan, the spirit who is now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving, who fight against the purposes of God. Among these unbelievers, we were once all lived in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by the sinful self, indulging in the desires of human nature without the Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind. We were by nature children under the sentence of God's wrath, just like the rest of mankind. But God being so rich, so very rich in mercy because of his great and wonderful love, which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ. For by his grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. And he raised us up together with him when we believed and seated us with him in heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus. And he did this so that in the ages to come, he might clearly show the immeasurable and unsurpassed riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus by providing us our redemption. For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favorable drawing you to Christ that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own efforts, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take the credit in any way for his salvation. For we are his workmanship, his own masterpiece, the work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for his good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, 
taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Therefore, remember, at one time, you Gentiles by birth were called uncircumcision by those who called themselves circumcision, itself a mere mark, which is made in the flesh by human hands. Remember that at that time, you were separated from Christ, excluded from any relationship with him, annihilated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenant of promise with no share in the sacred messianic promise without knowledge of God's agreements, having no hope in his promise and living in the world without God. But now, at this very moment, in Christ, you who were once so very far from God have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace and our bond of unity. He who made both groups, Jews and Gentiles, into one body and broke down the barrier, the dividing wall of spiritual antagonism between us, by abolishing in him own crucified flesh, the hostility caused by the law, which its commandments contained in ordinances, which he satisfied, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thereby establishing peace, and that he might reconcile them both Jew and Gentile, united in one body to God through the cross, thereby putting to death the hostility. And he came and preached the good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away and peace to those Jews who were near. For it is through him that we both have a direct way of approach in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers or aliens, outsiders without rights of citizenship, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, God's people, and are members of God's household, having built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as a chief cornerstone in whom the whole structure is joined together. And it continues to increase, growing into a holy temple in the Lord, a sanctuary dedicated, set apart and, and sacred to the presence of the Lord. In him and the fellowship with one another, you also are being built together into a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Amen. As I mentioned, I grew up in the church as a young child. Me and my sisters, when we were first exposed to the Pentecostal faith, when we first started attending the services, we were super freaked out. Like here we were, little girls watching people manifesting, vomiting, yelling, screaming, running around the church, uh, looking like they're being set on fire. Some people manifesting all kinds of things like animals and it could be looked at as a madhouse. And so there was one time um, I remember everyone was, it was anointing service and everybody had taken their turn to go get anointing, get their anointing placed on the forehead and the man man of God would lay his hand on there and maybe prophesy or, you know, break out in deliverance, whatever the Lord led him. That's what they were doing. So everyone had gone, taking their turn and got their uh, anointing and their prayer. And here it was, it was me and my sisters that were last. We purposely waited because we were super freaked out about what was going on. But finally our time came. And I remember we were so scared and we stood before the man of God and we began to cry. And 
He said, we, we want prayer, but we don't want to fall out like them. We don't want to do that. We started pointing to the people that were on the floor manifesting and vomiting and kept, you know, the fire of God had taken over them. So they were shaking under, uncontrollably. We, and he could tell that we were scared and it was so endearing. He, um, he honored our request and he was like, and he closed his eyes and he anointed our heads and he said, Father, I ask that you feel these young ladies with your power, with your presence, heal them, deliver them from whatever may, you know, be ailing them. And Father, but they at, they requested that they would not fall out and manifest. Um, but Lord, I know that you can still do that which needs to be done without them um, by, you know, manifesting. And that was the end of the prayer. And we opened our eyes and we were so, we looked at each other like, oh God, we didn't fall out. We didn't manifest. Oh my gosh, we didn't, you know, because it scared us. We were like, oh, we're so grateful. And so um, the man of God actually was smiling because I think he saw the sincerity in our hearts. I know some people feel when it comes to this ministry, it's a mysterious, supernatural ministry. You don't get it. Sometimes it could be scary because you don't understand what's going on. Um, it's not something that you see in the natural. It's absolutely supernatural. So the mystery of deliverance and spiritual warfare can kind of scare people. Like if we're being honest, that's it's true. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit and not get frustrated and be patient with ourselves and know that the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth and he will lead you in the path that you need to go to develop your spiritual maturity, your spiritual authority, and uh, your levels of consecration to have access to supernatural power that is made available to all of us. It's not just for some. Um, I do know we have generals in the kingdom that I honestly look up to and we can glean from them and we can be inspired by them. However, know that your walk is different. Let's expel let's get rid of that intimidation that looms when it comes to spiritual warfare and deliverance let's just get rid of that because it's made available to all of us and secondly i want you to understand that it's made available to all of us through the love of god okay it's not based on works although there are things that can be done to enhance your spiritual development enhance your authority and um the power and the fire of god however it, the foundation is done and is made available through the finished work of Jesus Christ who died and shed his blood and rose again. That is the foundation of it. That's why all of us have access to it. So don't disqualify yourself. Every believer has access to it. Now you can develop it and it can um, increase. However, it's made available to everyone who is a believer in Christ and is saved and sanctified. That concludes today's episode. I will see you in the next one. Be sure to check out my book. You can pre-order on Amazon and you can also send me a message and I can send you the e-copy or I can inform you about the hard copy that's coming out soon. Bye-bye for now.